to a Burst of Hope podcast with your co-hosts, Kim Stanley and Martha Wilson, who couldn't use a little hope, encouragement, and inspiration. Tune in every week as we share heart-to-heart conversation with other hope seekers. Join us at the table for real talk that will meet you right where you are. So go ahead, press pause on worry, overwhelm, and crazy, and breathe in God of hope. Hi friends, we're so glad you're with us today for another episode of A Burst of Hope. And Martha and I are here at the table so excited to talk today. We're in the middle of Advent season, and so we are kind of tailoring our conversations around that and the preparation that we make for Christmas, for Jesus' coming. And you know, we're going to talk about one of our favorite subjects today, Martha, and that's hope. In fact, that's obviously the name of our podcast. And as believers in Jesus, as followers of Jesus, we are the ones that carry hope. I mean, Mm. the most, right? Because we have his hope in our heart. And um, it's been in there by through the power of the Holy Spirit. But we're all hope seekers. I think that's even in the description of our podcast that yeah. we're joining fellow hope seekers looking for hope, kind of like the wise men. We're still we're seeking Jesus, seeking Him, and the hope that comes with Him. So we're so thankful that you're with us, and we're excited to just um, put hope in the highlights today, the hope of Christ. And we hope you guys will capture that along with us today. Right, right. Thank you, Kim. And you're right. We love to sit at the table and talk about hope and our hope is in Christ. And, you know, I I know that we are moving along quickly through December, but mm-hmm. I'm still actually decorating and mm-hmm. I keep too. digging through good. I keep digging through the boxes and uh, the plastic tubs and finding, do I really want to pull this out mm-hmm. or not? And I'm amazed at how many words of Christmas I have. Mm. You know, I kind of stared at my tree this morning and I saw, you know, peace and belief and hope and love. And my favorite happy birthday Jesus ornament is right there (laughs) in the center. Um, But um, I have hope candle. I have hope signs and and words all over about Christmas. It just thrills our heart and yeah. it helps us stay on the right focus, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kim, I told you that um, just you know, recently, last Saturday, I was invited to share a message with a church here in our area for their ladies' Christmas celebration. And so she invited me months ago and she said, the topic is hope. Do you think that you could bring a message on hope? No. (laughs) No way. And I just was so excited. And I was like, do you know that, you know, Kim Stanley and I host a podcast called Burst of Hope? No, but I'll be checking that out. So I said, I would love to. And, you know, she, she told me what their, their key verse was. And it, it is Hebrews 10, 23. And it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Mm. And just, you know, just that verse, you know, gripped my heart. And I think, I think we'll talk about that verse a little bit later, but um, it was a joy. And I just told Kim that the message just resonated with myself over and over. Mm. And I didn't want to let go of it quickly. So uh, friends that are listening in today, I just wanted to take opportunity to, to share the same message of hope mm. with you. And I've invited Kim to um, interrupt me, and we're going to have discussion <laughs> around 
uh, some of the points that God gave me to share with that group, but um, even expand it today to share mm-hmm. it with you. And so, you know, it's it's really not um, a Christmas passage uh, per se, but one that just really gripped me when I was preparing for the message on hope was um, Luke 24, 24, and it would be more of an Easter passage, mm-hmm. I think, that we would use. But actually what's happening in Luke 24, it's right where the women had made their way to the tomb and they, you know, to take care of mm-hmm. the body of Jesus and they find an empty tomb and they can't believe it and what has happened and they actually, you know, find out that Jesus has mm-hmm. been resurrected just as he promised that he mm-hmm. would. But you know, it's easy to look upon them and say, why did they not believe he had mm-hmm. told them? Mm-hmm. He had lived these years with them. He had taught them. And yet they didn't believe. And But isn't that how we are? Yes. Yeah, it is. Like, how could it, how could that be? Mm-hmm. You know, we watched him be crucified. We watched the death. Right. We watched them take him from the cross We and, and put him in the tomb. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are on this morning. And he is not there. Well, right after that, that that conversation, we find the two that are walking on the road mm. to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. And they are talking about, you know, what they've experienced, what yeah. has taken place. And I can't I wish I could have walked alongside mm-hmm. of them and heard that conversation. You know, what all did they say? And we just not changing scripture, but we can read into conversations within scripture Mm -hmm. that make us want, I mean, because we wonder what was it like? And so they're talking about what has happened, all these things. And Jesus shows up walking, Mm -hmm. you know, alongside Mm -hmm. of them. And I just, that caught Mm -hmm. my attention because even in the shock and the unbelief of where they were and the questioning of scripture Mm -hmm. um, and our questioning of the things that had happened, he just shows up. He's right there, mm-hmm. and he is a part of their conversation. And, you know, he starts asking them questions, and they're like, basically, who are you? <laughs> you know, are you the only guy in town that doesn't know yeah. what happened? Mm-hmm. How could you not know? Mm-hmm. And then Jesus, being God, expounds mm-hmm. on all of Scripture and begins to just tell them all, of, mm-hmm. talk of all of the the prophecies and all it was told so much so that, you know, they didn't want to let him go right. and they asked him to, to stay, you know, with them. But there's one verse that mm. just gripped my attention. It's verse 24. And they said to Jesus, but we had hoped mm. that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. So Jesus, who they had known had been crucified, they had heard now that he was missing from the tomb. Mm-hmm. The report was that he'd been resurrected from the grave. And they, they're saying to themselves and to Jesus, but we had hoped mm. that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. In other wow. words, we did hope, but mm-hmm. we've lost hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this Christmas season can find all of us somewhere in there. We Absolutely. are full of hope. Yeah, or we had hope, mm-hmm. but it didn't turn out like we thought that it would. Mm-hmm. We had hoped that he was going to redeem 
this situation, mm-hmm. um, redeem this life, and it didn't turn out that way. And I just think mm-hmm. the problem was they had misplaced hope. Mm-hmm. They had put their hope in how they thought he was going to redeem instead of just totally in him and what he said. They did. I don't think they even grasp the words that he said. Yeah, yeah. And that seems strange to us when we read those passages because like you said, how 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 could that happen? But we do do the same thing and we have the benefit of the written word all bringing all, you know, Old and New Testament together. We're reading about things that's happening. They were in the moment experiencing these things. And it's the same with us, isn't it? When we get in the moment and we're experiencing these things that cause or that attack our hope mm-hmm. it's like where's the hope it's gone or it's not what i thought it would be therefore there's no hope if it's not how i if i'm not hoping if my hope didn't turn out the way i thought it was i must have like you said i've misplaced my hope in something yeah yeah and therefore can i rely on that hope makes right. me question mm. and you know when i when we have disappointed mm. hope yes. when hope has been disappointed in that cuz it didn't go the way we thought that it would. Right. It wouldn't turn out the way we thought it would. Our God didn't show up like we thought he would show yeah. up. Doesn't mean he didn't show up. Exactly. Just didn't show up the way we thought that he would show up or answer the prayer the way we thought he yes. would answer the prayer. It's like in that, it can le- lead to, you know, total lost hope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the scripture says that the two were kept from recognizing Jesus. Yeah. And as I read it and that Verse 24, just it's like disappointment just jumps up off the page, you know, onto you. You can hear the disappointment. Mm. And I, I just believe that their disappointment blinded them mm. because that's what disappointment does. It's like every promise that I that I knew, uh, that I believed in, that I put hope in, all of a sudden it's like I can't even see those promises. Yeah, I can't exactly. find one single promise. Yes. And what we do is we get we get our eyes focused on again the situation, the person, the prayer, the hope instead of Jesus and what he promised. And mm. it's like we have to get back to we have to get back to the promise, right. you know, and the truth. That actually makes me think about the verse in Psalm 42 verse 7. It says um, it's like the psalmist is counseling himself. Mm-hmm. He's preaching to himself. Yes, yeah, I love we that. talk about that yes. often. Like I've got to preach to uh-huh. myself. And I, I've been known to stand in front of the mirror mm-hmm. and out loud preach yeah, to myself. Me too. Mm-hmm. And so he preached a, a five-word sermon to himself <laughs> that day. He like looked within and he, he asked himself, why are you so downcast? Oh, my soul. Why so disturbed within me? Mm. And then he preaches the sermon. Put your hope in God. God. Put your hope in God. Yeah. You know, and on down in that chapter, it says it another time, you know, why are you so downcast? Yeah. Put your, and I love it that it, it has it there twice because it's not once done. Right. Exactly. This must be, is an ongoing thing an ongoing wrestling. It's, um, when you say those verses, it makes me, I have a picture that comes to mind. It's so simple, but uh, that's what works for me. But when you said looking in the mirror and 
Why the, he has both ends? It's like both ends of the equation. Here's the problem. Why are you so downcast? Obviously, you're in a point. Your soul is downcast. You're disturbed. You're uneasy. Your peace is not. You know, you don't. You're not walking in the peace that's been promised. And you say, why? You know, he's asking why. And then that causes us to look within and, and name those things that may be causing that thing. Well, then the solution is put, there's the action verb, put your hope in God. So I see this like big mm. bag uh, or envelope or basket. And, and we take those things that are disturbing us in the moment, or perhaps that we have even... Um, said I put a false hope in this or misplaced hope or something I'm really hoping for that is good mm -hmm. but I just not seeing the outcome like I want and I'm thinking of unanswered prayers or the things you're hoping for for your children and grandchildren that perhaps you haven't seen yet you're wondering am I praying the right prayers but yeah. we take all those things that we're hoping for those objects and then we put all of that in God Rather than put our hope in that situation that we want to see change, we're taking all those things literally and just sticking them, putting them in God. And and I don't know, for me, that just kind of helped great, see that. Great visual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, this, this season is a great time for, mm -hmm. it's almost like warning, warning, warning Why? of you know, dashed hopes and expectations. Mm. You know, hope is an expectation. Yes, but is. the biblical hope you know, we're not talking about wishful thinking, mm -hmm. cross your fingers, count to 10. We're talking mm -hmm. about biblical hope is an expectation of a good outcome. Right. And we can have misplaced expectations. We have so many mm -hmm. expectations. Kim, I went to the dentist this morning and mm -hmm. she was, before she got her hands all in my mouth, she's oh. asking me, what are your plans for Christmas? And I said, I really don't know. And she goes, you don't know? And she started, I said, no, I really don't. She said, well, are you getting together with family on Christmas Eve or Christmas? I said, I don't know. You know, <laughs> and then she starts telling me all of their plans. And I could feel myself sitting there like, I don't even have a plan. I don't even know if I'm going to get together with my family. I don't know, you know. And it's like, man, I should have a plan. Mm. I started getting. But it's mm. almost like I have come so far away from the expectations mm. of how things once yeah. were. And I told her, I said, you know, my family's kind of like, we're going to decide as we go what when everyone's available and what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And these expectations of how it's going to go, how the family's going to be together, you know, the expectation of what it's going to be without the missing person, mm. you know, that isn't here this mm. year. Yeah. Um, all of those ex expectations and we can set ourselves up for disappointment mm -hmm. that um, that's just a bad thing. We can sit right here and see that's oh a bad thing coming. Yes. So we've all we, been there. <laughs> what are we going to put our hope and our mm. expectation in? So that's why I loved so much the key verse that I was given to work, you know, my message around mm -hmm. that I shared earlier was, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Another translation says to hold unswervingly mm -hmm. to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. That's good. So it's where we put out, what are we going to, we're going to put this hope, you know, I profess that my hope is in God. I, I confess that you know, Jesus is the hope of the world. Jesus is my hope. Well, I've got to hold on to that. I like the translation that says, 
hold fiercely. Mm, I like that. That mm-hmm. that takes great intention. Oof, yes. And then we can't really talk about the first part without being sure the second one there is that he who promised is faithful. Mm-hmm. And do I believe that? And that's the reason for our hope, isn't it? That's the reason that that hope, true hope, cannot be disappointed because of that. Because he who has promised is faithful. Yes, exactly. But will you talk a little bit about the middle part there, about without wavering or unswervingly? Because those, when I hear those, I kind of go, well, that, I have certainly wavered yes. <laughs> on more than once. Yes. <laughs> well, the word wavering, without wavering, it does mean steady, unmovable, fixed, and mm. firm. I see it more of not in a, I am weak in my faith mm. at the moment. My my belief is struggling right here. It's not even, you know, a lot of times our, we, the wavering is more about a feeling than really our faith moving true. away. That's I can true. say I, I've never moved away from faith in God. But I have certainly had numerous times, I mean, the times that I've said, forget this, God, mm-hmm. or you must have been sleeping, or that could not have happened. Mm. Um, there's places along life. So it's almost like a there's a weakening within us, and yet um, Scripture uses that word when it's talking about Abraham. Mm. And let's can I just bring that yes, scripture in, yes. Ro- and we'll keep talking about the wavering part. But Romans oh, four right. eighteen through twenty one, and that that's where it's it's going back and it's reaching you know Abraham, mm-hmm. which says against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, wow. and so he became the father of many nations, just as it had been said of him, without weakening in his faith. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. Mm. And Sarah's womb was also dead. Mm. Yet he did not waver through Mm -hmm. unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Wow. I see such a distinction Mm. In that passage because he didn't deny the facts of life right and so if he looked at his body and he looked at Sarah in that place he weakened and wavered Mm -hmm. he had to right like there was a disconnect this This is not possible right looking at humanly speaking Right. right yeah that's where the wavering the weakened would come but what he, what I believe the passage brings out is, okay, there's no hope in this dead body, in dead man and woman's body. There's no hope for that promise. But my hope is connected to the God of promise. Mm. And so it says that he, he faced the facts. I particularly love mm. this translation. He faced the facts because, Boy, you know, this, this positive thinking stuff is not mm. what it is. So mm-hmm. it's not... My body's not old. My body's not old. My body's not old. My body's not (laughs) decaying. I'm not wrinkled. I'm not sagging. You know, I can still run a marathon. I never could. I don't know why I picked that (laughs) illustration. But no, it's facing the facts of reality. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to waver in unbelief regarding the promise of God. God. 
Right. And so we say, but God said. Mm-hmm. But God said, so it's up to him. Right. Let's see so, what let's see what he yeah. does. It's like transferring all of that onto God. Like, but you said God, so all of my angst or joy or whatever in hope I'm I'm casting on you. I mm-hmm. love that. Thank you for explaining yeah. that. Because we do, we waver, we waver when we say the situation or we we agree with the facts of going on around us, but we're jumping ahead of that to but God said, and I'm not wavering in what I believe God. I'm not wavering in my belief in God because he said this, so therefore he's going to work it out. Even if it doesn't work out. Like, how did Abram, he knew his body was dead, but he was convinced that God was fully able to do what he said he would do. Yeah. So all that's where it went to. All this is happening, but yet... Abraham was intent on believing, which belief is an act of the will. You can choose to believe something to be true. He believed that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. He's able to do it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I just had another thought as as you're saying that, Kim. He didn't look at the weakened state of his body and how he could make it better. Mm Mm-hmm. He yeah. didn't like. I've got to get this body in shape. I've got to go. I've got to go to the fountain of youth. Hmm. You know, I, you know, Sarah, you're going to have to start taking some hormones, something, <laughs> Botox. Some, yeah. <laughs> yes. It wasn't about their bodies. Right. Could not produce. Hmm. He kept staring at God, and that is such a message, uh, you know, of hope for us because. This is all going on, and, and I can say, no way, but God. God. But God's got to say it. And yeah. that's another that's thing about um, disappointment and hope. A lot of times what we put our hope and our expectation in is not the promise of God. Mm. I want it to be the promise of God. Mm-hmm. I want it to be that way. Yeah. But it's not necessarily that God... God said, mm-hmm. and so we we are in safe territory when we hang on to the promise of God or His revealed, not, not just His written word, but mm-hmm. His revealed word to us that He speaks to us. Mm-hmm. Then that's what we go for, right? Fully, fully confident, and that's the last part of that is that passage that He was fully persuaded, He was fully confident, mm-hmm. you know, that God was able to. Um, do exactly what he said he would do, and he um, would be faithful you know, to his promise. So and he was. We yeah. actually have to root our hope mm-hmm. in um, the promises of God, mm-hmm. in the faithfulness of God, and in that, you know, we won't waver. Mm-hmm. Well, Kim, I can just see there's so much more that I want to say about the hope. So mm-hmm. I say, let's just. Uh, Continue the message and let's um, have a part two to this next week as we're continuing to journey, you know, in our in our hope message and God of hope. And just as we close out for today, I'll close with this verse. And um, friends, you may want to print this out and put it before you in the coming days. And it's Psalm 33, verse 22. It says, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Mm. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Psalm 33, 22. 
That verse, Kim, is mm. full of Christmas words. We wait in hope. Our hearts rejoice. Mm -hmm. We trust His holy name and His unfailing love rests upon us. And so therefore we choose to put our hope in you. And friends, when we're together again next week, we'll talk about some more of the wonderful words of Christmas. Friends, thank you for joining us today for a burst of hope. Until next week, go ahead, receive his overflowing hope.